You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and the Toronto Irish Film Festival gets underway the weekend of uh, February 28, 29, and March 1. And the closing movie is Seamus Heaney and the Music of What Happens. And Seamus Heaney was born in a far- to, to a farming family in rural Northern Ireland, and Seamus became the finest poet of his generation and is actually known worldwide. You can mention Seamus Heaney's name anywhere and uh, certainly in the English-speaking world, and I'm sure anywhere beyond, and everybody knows who you're talking about. And his career coincided with one of the bloodiest political upheavals of the 20th century, the Troubles in Northern Ireland. And six years after Seamus Heaney's death, in 1913, his wife, Maura, and his children talk about uh, their family life and read some of the poems he wrote for them. And for the first time, uh, his four brothers remembered their childhood and the shared experiences that inspired many of his finest poems. And Adam Lowe has put together a documentary that encapsulates all of this. Adam, thanks a million for taking the time to talk to us. Pleasure to be here, yeah. Seamus, I've given the synopsis. Um, what, Mm -hmm. What grabbed you about Seamus Heaney? Well, I met Seamus Heaney when I um, was making a film about another poet, T.S. Eliot, in Dublin. I went to talk to him in 2009. Uh, He died in 2013, so this was uh, four years before then. Um, And he was a delightful and charming man and a brilliant talker about poetry. Um, I was a big admirer of his work, and um, so when the opportunity came along to make a documentary, I grabbed it with both hands. And I think the fact that I met him um, in person was a very important element because it meant I sort of had permission to make a very personal film, and I think that's what we've been able to do with the help of Mari, his wife, and his children, and these remarkable brothers and the wider family in Northern Ireland. So, Adam, when you met him, uh, at that point in time, would you have felt within you that I wish I had a camera with me at the moment? Well, he was a legend then, you know. I mean, he he'd won the Nobel Prize in '94, I think it was. So he, you know, was was at the top of um, his game. He signed my copy of um, Districts in the Circle, which was his second to last collection. So he had Human Chain, which is another big collection um, still to come. Um, so he was um, an extraordinary figure and um, you know I would have I would have loved to have made a film then the opportunity just didn't arise I think this was a very interesting moment because often when a writer of that significance dies their reputation goes into a different mode you know when he was alive Seamus was such a generous person and so universally loved um, that he sort of filled the frame, as it were. I think this was um, how many years? Six years after his death. You know, that that he comes into a different perspective, and I think in his case, certainly, he's by no means diminished, and I think the quality and the importance of the poetry is, um, is even clearer in a way. And I think also it was an interesting moment because... Obviously, he died quite young. He was only in his 70s, and it was a big shock for the family. So I think I wanted to talk to the family in particular because, as I said, I wanted it to be a very personal film. The poems are very, very personal, many of them. 
um, as people who see the film will will, will understand. Um, so, um, and it was a difficult, would have been difficult for them to talk about him any earlier. I think it was even in even in 2019 when we were making the film. Um, it was as if he just left the room. You know, they, they're still very much in touch with him, and he's still very much a presence in their lives. So we were able to tap into this um, very direct connection with him in the film, I think, and um, um, I, I was just um, thrilled to be able to do it. Unlike writers of fiction or biography, poets uh, I appeal normally to a smaller audience, but yet Seamus mm. Heaney appeared, appealed mm. to a very wide audience. Mm. Mm. Well, I think that's his great gift, isn't it? I mean, I think it's to do with the clarity of the vision and the clarity of the language. He's an extremely accessible poet. It doesn't mean he doesn't write complex um, literary works as well, but a, a lot of the poems are very directly um, about his early life, about the area in which he grew up, about nature, and they're very, very accessible so I think that makes him, gives him a very, very wide appeal. I think also he became a national figure. I mean, being a poet in Ireland, as I'm sure your listeners know, <laughs> is a very different thing to being a poet in almost any other country I can think of. There's a tremendously important and deep and long poetic tradition, and poets are um, valued and respected and loved, uh, I think, more than anywhere else I can think of. And he became, he, he inherited that legacy. So he became a national figure, both north and south. And I think also because of the period in which he was writing, unfortunately in some way, because it was a traumatic and very difficult and horrible time in the north of Ireland, um, it meant that he had a subject as well. He was reacting to something, which was, of course, a responsibility that he took very seriously. And he made, it, it made great efforts not to be seen to be partisan in any way. Um, he obviously came from a Catholic family, but there are, you know, but his sympathies were with people in general. He wasn't partisan in that way. So he, you know, was at a, I think his appeal and his importance and his visibility as a poet really was also to do with the period in which he found himself writing. Oftentimes, we as individuals within families have no idea how we would be perceived or, um, respected or lacked or whatever by our siblings. It must have mm. been interesting to sit down with his brothers mm. and get their perspective. It was completely fascinating. And um, they're all extraordinary men in their own right and very, very generous. They were very, very generous to us. And it's, it's quite strange because they're all sort of physically almost different versions of, of Seamus. So um, that was fascinating. But to hear from them about their shared experience. Of course, many of the poems are about things that they also knew. For example, there's a very famous poem called Midterm Break, which was about the tragic death of younger brother Christopher um, when he was four. And this is, of course, something that, that the other brothers felt very deeply. So it was interesting to get their, um, to, to hear their feelings about that. Um, they were very, very interesting about the family, about um, the, the aunt that James writes about, who um, he wrote several famous poems about. 
Um, they, they were just very, very generous with, with us. And I think that they um, made it clear why he was from such an emotionally secure place, because uh, he grew up in this very loving, very supportive family. And, of course, they had very different lives. One of them was a school teacher. One of them is still on the family farm. Um, but they felt very much as if they were on a level with Seamus in a way. You know, he was one of the brothers. So it's interesting to, to talk to people who have that perspective. Likewise, to talk to his children, I know as I reflect, um, if I were to go to my kids at the moment and say, you know, what are you, how, how do you perceive me? I, d I don't know would it be as, um, uh, let's say, objective as would happen probably after I've kicked the bucket. <laughs> well, um, they loved their father, you know, that's the thing, and they miss him terribly, and he was a great father. I think, you know, he was a hard-working writer as well, so he was often upstairs in his study, you know, doing what he needed to do and writing these marvellous works. But um, we didn't talk so much in a way. I think what, what we did was we tried to make the poems tell the story, so in the film, I was very keen to get people to read, um, partly because they've all got these marvellous accents in which, or the brothers certainly do, in which this, um, the poems sound spectacular, but also just because I think that they can tap into something. Apart from anything else, a number of the poems that they read are dedicated to them. Mari, his wife, very generously read a number of the love poems that he wrote for her, in the film, and I think that the feeling that they have for him and for the work comes through in how they read the poems, if that makes sense to you. Indeed, yes, indeed. And having spent time with Seamus before he died, and then having had mm. the... Uh, Not a lot of time, I have to say. No, but day. just to have, even, to have, to, even to have met and had the opportunity to talk with him, and then mm -hmm. to sit with his siblings, his wife, and his children. Uh, would you say you came away from the experience, particularly after making the documentary, a changed person? Um, in the sense that I've, my life has been enriched, yes, you know, by getting to know them, um, getting to know the work more deeply, going to see the places physically, the places that he writes about. I mean, he comes from a small town in Northern Ireland called Balochi on the shores of Lake Loch Um and it's sacred ground for him. You know, it's unremarkable to other people, but when you, you see it through the lens of his vision and his poetry, it does become an extraordinary place, and that was very unusual um, for me. And I hope that the film conveys that um, sense of wonder. Right. So uh, we should give the housekeeping, uh, because I, I don't want to... I know you have a, a busy schedule, but Seamus Heaney mm -hmm. and the Music of What Happens is screening on mm -hmm. Sunday, March 1st at 8 p.m., and it's at the Bell Light Box Theatre on King Street in Toronto. Uh, the website for tickets is toirishfilmfest.com. Uh, the film festival opens on Friday the 28th, so you can get a season pass or you can get individual movies. And uh, Adam Lowe is the director of Seamus Heaney and the 
music of what happens. And uh, Adam, uh, I want to thank you for taking the time and sharing with us some of your experience. It's been an honour to be able to have a chat with you. And I hope the, uh, the anyone who gets the opportunity to sit down and watch the movie comes away with it enriched. Thank you very much, Austin. I hope they do too. It's a very moving film.